It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter's is sleeping. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying. But they don't know that Sundays are coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robe him in scar. They crown him with thorns. But they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood dripping. His body stumbling. And his spirit's burdened. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning and evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raised him up next to criminals. It's Friday. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. But they don't know. It's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father left alone and dying can nobody save him oh it's friday but sunday's coming it's friday the earth trembles the sky grows dark my king yields his spirit it's friday hope is lost death has won Sin has conquered, and Satan's just a laughing. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard, and a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It is only Friday. Sunday is a coming. A crown of thorns placed on his head. He knew that he would soon be dead. He said, Did you forget me, Father? Did you? They nailed him to a wooden 
his head and prepared to die Then lifted his face up to the sky Said I am coming home now, Father, to you A reed which held his final sip was everybody. Good morning. We want to welcome you this holy day, this Easter Sunday. We like to call it Resurrection Day, uh, where we celebrate the resurrection of the King of Kings 
and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus Christ. He sits on the throne of glory. He is the God of heaven and earth. And uh, I have to tell you, everything else flails in comparison to think about what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. You know, when you think about our day-by-day struggles and our challenges in life and the things that we get so worried and concerned and fearful about, and then we think about what Christ did on the cross, and it's just not even comparable. It's a game changer, and I would like to say it's game over because Satan is under our feet no matter what the challenge, no matter what's going on in your personal life, no matter what struggles uh, that you're having to work through right now. Christ has fought it and he's won. It is finished. It's not going to be finished. It is finished. He has defeated sin and death on the cross of Calvary. And so today is a very special day. It's my favorite day of the year, a day that we get to celebrate and remember. And I know some people say, well, you know, today's not the real day or, you know, it's not really on celebrated on the right day. But, you know, Jesus says in his word, that we do this in remembrance of him. And we really should be celebrating the work that he did on the cross every day, not just on Easter or Resurrection Day, but, you know, really every single day what Christ did for us. So I don't have a problem celebrating it today. Uh, I don't have a problem that the whole world has to recognize what my God did on the cross of Calvary. Uh, That's fine with me. Uh, It gives us a great opportunity to go out and to share the good news. And there are some saints uh, that... uh, you know, for the most part, won't even step into a church, but on Easter and, and Christmas, and I'm not sure, you know, if those are saints or more like people that are exploratory, maybe they're uh, on their journey, but uh, why would I um, discourage them? Or if you're tuning in today and you say, well, I don't really go to church, I'm not really planted anywhere. Well, that's why we have this amazing community here at The Remnant, uh, where many of you have become friends. I know many of you pray together. Uh, this this is something that God is doing. He's moving in a new way. And I know there's a disruption. I know there's a shaking going on in the body of Christ. I know there's an expose. But the one thing that I do know is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word remains the same. It's true. He is the word, and he has indeed risen. So we're going to celebrate what he's done for us this day on this beautiful Sunday, and I just want to welcome you once again. Let me get into just some really brief announcements. Uh, I will be going down to Knoxville, Tennessee in the beginning of May at the Patriot Conference, and so if you want to uh, be a part of that, you can look on my Facebook page, and we have the links to where you can go uh, to find out more information about that. Uh, About mid-May, I'm going to be in Myrtle Beach at the Reawake America Tour. We'd love to see you uh, in Myrtle Beach. That's going to be a powerful time where many people come together and uh, God has just been moving on those uh, in those meetings. We do baptisms with his glory and just so many amazing things that happen at that. Uh, also, I'm going to be at the end of this month, the end of April, going to be at the Sid Roth Show, which is also in North Carolina. And uh, you are invited to be a studio guest. We put the link up on all of our social media, how you can come. And if you have any questions about that, you can email me, Todd.Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, at rlcus.org, and I'd love to hear from you as well. I'm also going to be in June uh, down in Atlanta area for a conference, and would love to see if you live in or around the Atlanta area. So we're going to be pretty busy the next couple of weeks. Um, No shortage of things to do. God is opening doors. He's moving. Uh, But, you know, every single day at the RLC, we are fighting for religious liberty and freedom. Every single day, we're helping people uh, with different things that they're dealing with. Uh, in the community and, uh, you know, with the government and challenges legally and all different types of things. 
that are going on, you can reach out to us if you have any challenges or you're being persecuted, and we'd love to come to your aid and circle the wagons around you, pray for you, and stand with you. And also, of course, we got Remnant.News, uh, which we put up uh, blogs and, and articles almost every single day. Uh, usually, we put at least two up every day at Remnant.News. That is the URL, www.remnant.news. And uh, we also put this service on there, and it's a way that you can share this service with other people and let them know that there is this online community of remnant believers all around the world that God is putting together an underground remnant railroad for a time as this. And like I was talking with Pastor uh, Mario Murillo, Evangelist Mario Murillo this last week, who was on the program, he says, the remnant's getting so big, I don't know if we can call him the remnant anymore. Uh, you know, and so we're, we're going to stick to calling us the remnant just because that is who we are. Uh, but I do agree with what he's saying. I think that um, people are waking up in the droves and, uh, you know, is it even a remnant anymore? I don't know. Uh, hopefully uh, it continues to grow and God is going to awaken uh, the body of Christ in its entirety. Uh, we still know there's a lot of people, though, that have their heads buried. There's still a lot of people acting as if it's business as usual that don't have an urgency. And we believe the anointing uh, one of the things that this ministry is meant to do is to wake people up. And then, of course, we have Todd Coconado Ministries. That's what you're watching right now. Uh, we broadcast on Bright Dion TV. I want to thank the health ranger, Mike Adams, for allowing us to be on Bright Dion TV. We're also all over uh, the Internet and the World Wide Web and on YouTube, on Rumble. I uh, really encourage you to use Rumble over YouTube. YouTube is horrible with their censorship. Uh, but Rumble is a free speech platform. So we post almost everything on Rumble, on Telegram, on Facebook. All right, that's enough with the announcements. I think we, we could just keep going. Uh, but God is moving. He is, listen, we are winning this battle. I just want you to know that. People say, Pastor Todd, are we winning? I believe we are. Uh, I've never seen more people waking up. I've never seen more people coming to Jesus Christ. Uh, the lines everywhere we go are unbelievable. It's like nothing I've ever seen in over 20 years of ministry. It's just unbelievable what God is doing and bringing the harvest and so we believe that we are being effective in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, and especially here in the United States, where that is our focus, uh, you know, to wake up this nation, to, to revive America, to, to, you know, set a fire under the church and say, let's, it's go time. It's not business as usual. There is an urgency. Uh, so I know you get it. So anyway, thank you for sewing in this ministry and the work that we're doing uh, God is, has taken us from just being absolutely rinky-dink. In fact, uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, we have old computers at our offices, and uh, we need to get into uh, uh, the new century with our computer systems. We're doing a lot of media, broadcasting, video, uh, you know, all different types of content creation, and, and more and more people. Uh, we're going to be joining the Charisma Podcast Network. That's another open door, an amazing blessing from my friend uh, Steve Strang at Charisma Magazine. And so we're going to be on the Charisma Podcast Network now. Uh, so as these doors continue to open, uh, we need to make sure that we're, you know, we're producing uh, you know, content that's in excellence. It's not rinky-dink. I mean, I know there's nothing wrong with you know, just the video of me doing the, the broadcast. That's how we started, and we're going to continue to do those. Uh, but, you know, as God opens these doors, we want to make sure that we're also, um, you know, doing our due diligence. And uh, so we're expanding and uh, we don't spend money on stupid things or foolish things like a lot of things that I've seen over the years in the ministry. We're very frugal. Uh, we pray about each and everything. But I do think we need some new computers. Our computers are slow and uh, that's going to cost about three grand uh, just to get a couple of computers in the offices here that are that are state of the art computers that are not 
you know, old school computers that are circling and taking forever. So if you'd like to sew into that, please help us uh, get these new computers so that we can do better content creation and put out better videos and um, just not have to wait so long to upload and all these different things that we have been having to deal with with these antiquated computers. So uh, you can go to toddcoconato.com, toddcoconato.com slash give, toddcoconato.com slash give. And you can help us in this ministry fund these many different things that we're doing. we got a lot of different plates spinning all around, but God is good. He's faithful. And like I said, we're winning. We're taking back the territory. We're seeing uh, many, many people come to know Jesus and get informed and awakened. And so I really do believe that God has raised up this remnant for a time as this. And I want to thank you for being part of this amazing community. It's truly a blessing. Let's go ahead and pray over the offering, and then we're going to get into the message today, which is about Resurrection Day. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for this offering. We want to thank you to each and every person that's tuned in from around the world. And we don't want to just talk about America. We know people are watching from Australia, Canada, Israel, UK, uh, Germany, all different places around the world. We want to welcome them as well. This remnant community is far bigger than just America. But, we, Lord, we just thank you for the provision and the vision of Remnant Revival Centers and all the different things that we're going to be doing in this next year as we, as we strategically take back the territory for the kingdom, Lord God, for your glory. We preach the entirety of the word of God, the full counsel of God, that we believe in the five-fold ministry gifting, all five-fold ministry giftings, Lord God, and that we believe this is not about our kingdom, this is about your kingdom. And so this is about to know you and to make you known. And I want to thank you to each and every person that's giving, Lord God. I pray that you give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Lord God, that you own a cattle on a thousand hills. There's no lack in you. And I believe, Lord God, that every person here that's struggling financially, there's going to be a breakthrough as you transfer from the wicked to the remnant. Lord God, this, this has been prophesied on many occasions, an end-time transfer of wealth. We're seeing it begin to happen, Lord God, to fund the kingdom. Lord God, and so I pray not one person in this group would be lacking. I pray not one person would have to fear financially. If they've had to leave their job, I pray you'd give them a promotion, a better job. Lord God, no matter what the situation is, Lord God, Lord, you know the need. And we come together in agreement right now in Jesus' name. And we also thank you for this message. We pray it would be anointed. I pray that you'd, you'd, you'd consecrate me, you'd sanctify me. Lord God, that, that I would be able to deliver the message today. And we just give you the praise for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. I am excited about today's message entitled Resurrection Day. You know, 2,000 years ago on a cross, it was amazing. Uh, there was a man that was fully God, yet fully man, and he was, he was crucified on this cross. I want to tell you this story. My little daughter, Gia, she's three years old, and she is the most beautiful, precious thing to me in the world. And Gia, uh, you know, she likes to watch YouTube videos and different things. And, uh, you know, we just felt it was time to tell her about Jesus, to tell her about the cross. Now, of course, we've told her about Jesus before, but what, what he did on the cross. And so, you know, we were looking up for like a little kid's video of something that we could share, you know, with Gia, uh, you know, that she'd understand that she'd see a visual. And uh, I don't know what video it is that we found, but, you know, we showed it to her and she sat there in absolute awe. She was just like, oh my goodness, like her little eyes were so wide. And I was sitting back and I have to tell you, it's one of those memories that I'll probably never forget in life because I really believe it was when I got to witness in that moment, my little daughter hearing the gospel message. And there was something so significant and something so powerful because it resonated in her little heart. It resonated in her spirit. 
that she could see and understand that Jesus died on a cross for her. And she looked and she watched as Jesus was hung on the cross and, and she was just in, in awe, but also very sad. You could see tears started coming from this little three-year-old's eyes, tears. And I sat back in absolute utter amazement at, at, at how significant the anointing was in the room at that moment when this little three-year-old girl understood that Jesus Christ died. And she said, why did he die? And I said, he died for our sins. And she says, oh, our sins? I said, yes, Gia, our sins. And she said, oh, my goodness. And I'm not even kidding. This was how this went. And, and I started weeping, and we were all weeping uh, because we knew that this was the moment that the gospel message was imparted in her heart and that this would forever go with her for the rest of her life, that she would remember this. And so she was sitting there in, in tears, and I was in tears. We were all in tears. And then, and then all of a sudden, I said, but Gia, there's something that happened you have to know. And she said, what? I said, he is risen. I said, he's not dead. He, he raised from the dead, and he's risen. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He's God. He's, he's in heaven right now, and he's with us as well, and his Holy Spirit is with us right now. And you can see those little tears. I'm almost tearing up right now just talking about this. Those little tears turn into a smile. And, and it's like this little three-year-old girl. How brilliant. It's amazing that she could understand this. She went from, from being so sad to having such a peace and a joy. I said, he is God and he's risen. And, and I have to just, I want to share this story with you this morning because I sat there and you know when you just are like sitting in life and you know that it's like one of those moments that you'll never forget. Like you're, in, you're, you're making history at that moment. You know, that's what we felt like is literally we were, we were sitting there and I knew it was a historic moment because forever imparted in her, she would know that Jesus Christ died on the cross. And, you know, listen, as we look at our world today and many of us carry the daily burden of the stresses and the, and the concerns of our world. And look, I, I know that the Lord says, do not worry in his word, but let's just be real. Many of us do worry and we have to lay down that worry at the foot of the cross. We have to learn to trust in Jesus and no matter what the situation is going on, but you know, the, the, the trials and the tests and the concerns and the very egregious things that are happening in our world. Uh, I mean, I could just go on and on and just rattle off a litany of things uh, to a Bible believing Christian, spirit filled Christian that we're going to be grieved about and concerned about in our world. But I have to tell you when that moment, when I, when I told my three-year-old, you know, things were put into perspective because we have to always remember that even though the, the world is challenging, I mean, right now we're trying to wake up people. You know, we believe that in the next couple of years, there's going to be a transfer uh, of the financial system. I mean, you know, I'm going to break this down in coming weeks of new information that I've got about this digital currency and this beast system that's being put together where we can see how the mark of the beast is literally going to be rolled out. I mean, it's, it's at the cusp. We can, we're, we're at this very precipice moment in history where the technology is here, uh, where we're seeing a policy on the international stage, global, you know, globalist agenda and, you know, all different types of policy and taxation and things that the world is establishing to, to introduce this beast system. I mean, that there, there is a, a tremendous urgency in my spirit to awaken the body of Christ, to let people know, not to hold back, not to pull any punches, but to share the truth. You know, the world needs Jesus now more than ever. There's so much wickedness. They're calling uh, what's good evil and what's evil good. You know, they're saying that the gospel message is hate when it, in fact, it's the greatest love that ever could be expressed. I mean, what Jesus Christ did on the cross, there's no greater love. 
And yet Christianity and biblical Christians are being smeared and we're being told in this hour that we're evil, that we're full of hate. So it's upside down. It's turned around. And so there's so many different things that we can carry with us and that baggage. And then we have our personal challenges. Some of you are dealing with challenges with your spouse. You're dealing with challenges with your family, with your marriage, you know, different things that are coming up right now. Some of you are lonely. You know, you're dealing with loneliness. You feel like you've been rejected. You feel like, you know, you're, you're, you prayed for years, but God hasn't heard your prayers. And I'm here to tell you today that not only has he heard your prayers, but he's in the, he's in the middle of changing your situation. And so hold on. And we got to remember what was done on the cross. You know, on that Friday when Jesus was hung, and, you know, maybe it wasn't a Friday. I know some of you are saying it's not a Friday. Let's just call it a Friday. But the day that Jesus was hung, we do know that three days later he rose. Okay, so that we can establish this truth, right? And I'm going to read this, okay? So the fact that Jesus came to life again and lives evermore is why we celebrate. These are from my notes I'm going to be reading. Excuse me for not looking at the camera for a few minutes here. Uh, But the meaning of Resurrection Day is that the Son of God paid the ultimate price for our sins and rose again to reconcile us to God. And if you want to take notes and and go back and read about this, it's Romans 4.25. Romans 4.25. The resurrection means that our greatest enemy, death, has been conquered. Are you here? Our greatest enemy, which is death, has been conquered. It means that Christ is truly the King. And the victor seated far above, if you're taking notes, this is Ephesians 1.21. It says, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, that name makes demons tremble. Demons flee in the name of Jesus. We're able to cast out sickness in the name of Jesus. We're able to lay hands on the sick and in the name of Jesus and by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit that was given us in Acts chapter 2, we're able to not only change the atmosphere but perform miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah. That's happening today. That's not something that happened 2,000 years ago. Miracles, signs, and wonders in the name of Jesus because death was conquered on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. The meaning of this important day is that Jesus is the Lord of new beginnings, new days, and new lives. Some of you say right now, my situation is so tough, I don't see how God is going to fix it. I don't see how God is going to reconcile this. I don't see how this is going to be redeemed. But we've got to remember that the cross of Calvary is exactly that. It's eternal redemption that's found in Jesus Christ. Resurrection Day means that incomprehensibly, great power of God was on full display in the garden tomb where Christ lay, that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, this is found in Ephesians 1.19, the same power that raised Christ from the dead now works in us who believe. That may be one of the single most important scriptures of the New Testament. The same power that raised Christ from the dead works in those who believe. That is good news, my friends. You got a tough situation? You got a big prayer request. You got, you got something that seems impossible. Well, I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes, that's exactly what the apostles felt. That's exactly what those uh, disciples who were just breaking bread with Christ in the upper room only days before, and then all of a sudden Christ is dead on the cross on this, on this you know, we'll call it a Friday, okay, just because that's what, you know, most people celebrate. But, you know, that day when Christ was died on the cross, 
And imagine walking away from that scene. We're going to talk about that in a minute. The meaning of Resurrection Day is that God can move mountains. He can split seas. He can restore life and roll the stone away. Hallelujah. Resurrection Day means that the poor in spirit will possess the kingdom of heaven. The mourners will be comforted. The meek will inherit the earth. The seekers of righteousness will be filled. The merciful will find mercy. Merciful will find mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you know, we need mercy. I need mercy. I need grace. Uh, and the pure in the heart will see God. This is Matthew 5, 3 through 8. The meaning of this day is that the promise of God will come true in Christ. Resurrection Day means that we can proclaim the good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind. We can set the oppressed free and announce the year of the Lord's favor. If you're taking notes, that's Luke, Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. The meaning of Resurrection Day is that the gospel of God's emancipation proclamation is here to be heralded far and wide. Good news is meant to share. That's why we've got the Great Commission to go and to make disciples of the nations and to teach them the gospel, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ is the ultimate void filler. He's the one that connected a sinful man back to a holy God. It's the Emancipation Proclamation. Resurrection Day means that the love of God is stronger than that of death. Love burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot reach and quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. That Song of Solomon 8, 6 through 7. It was for the love that God gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. Hallelujah. It is the love that the risen Lord intercedes for his children, sitting there at the, at the right hand of the Father in, in Romans 8.34. This day is, is fraught with love. It, it's all about love. The resurrection means there's hope for us all. After all, Jesus said, because I live, you will also live. And that's found in John 14.19. You know, when, there's been times in history when it looked extremely dark. See, some people right now, they're feeling the weight, the heaviness of this hour. And, and, and it's easy to get caught up in the doom and gloom. There's even a lot of doom and gloom people. And it's easy because, you know, you, you watch the, the fake news media or the modern-day prophets of Baal, you're going to get a lot of bad news. There's wars and rumors of wars. And I have to tell you, when the Lord spoke to me about what was going on in the Ukraine and you know, this time period that we're at, I, I have to say it gave me a tremendous amount of peace because I said, Lord, is this the end? And he said, the end is not yet. I said, Lord, it sure looks like the end. It sure feels like the end. He says, the enemy is counterfeiting what it's going to look like and feel like because he doesn't know the hour of the day. So he's counterfeiting the, the tribulation. He's counterfeiting, you know, like it's the end and the, and the end of the end. But God says the end is not yet because there's one more round. What is that going to look like? That's a great harvest, a greater harvest than anything we've ever seen. It's not about one person. It's not about this one or that one or our ministry or that ministry or this name or that name or you know, having your name on a flyer up in lights somewhere. Yeah, there'll be flyers with names on them, and there'll be certain people that the Lord uses and that he is using in this hour to bring forth the spirit of revival that's happening, which is new life. 
in our nation because we couldn't go on the way that it was going. There was an apathy. There was a complacency. People had their heads buried. We got, just look to like the 80s and the 90s. You know, sometimes I think about it. We were so caught up in in different idols. We had made idols of sports. I mean, just think about it. The, The Oscars and the Emmys and all those things back in the 80s and 90s, those were such a big deal. People made celebrities, idols, and Hollywood idols, and sports figures, idols. There's a disruption that's happening right now. People are turning away from these things. It doesn't mean they don't watch a football game or things like that. It doesn't mean you can't be a fan, but it means that people understand, you know what? I'm not going to put my cards in this basket. This isn't what my life is about. This isn't my identity. You know, and they're going back to what's real, what's authentic. There's, there's a disruption that's happening, and I want you to see how the Lord is moving. He wouldn't allow things to continue the way they were going. There had to be a change. There had to be a shift. And this rising remnant and the group of the people that have the fire of the Holy Spirit that God is going to anoint and appoint for this hour. Many of you have been hidden, you know, and you've wondered why your ministry hasn't flourished or, you know, why you've had to endure, but you've been through the refiner's fire. God has put you through the refiner's fire. Some of you waited on a spouse for many years, you say, why is it taking so long? God's got someone for you. He hasn't, he hasn't neglected you. He hasn't not heard your prayers. He has heard your prayers. He's moving on your behalf. Listen, he has not forgotten you. Nothing you have been through will be wasted. Are you here? Nothing you have been through will be wasted. There's a reason why God has saved his best for last. The Bible says, let the last be first and the first be last. He wants us to go deeper in what he's doing. He says in his word, if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. Nothing in that word has ever been proven wrong. We talk about this a lot, but it's true. The world is waking up. The nation is waking up. It's not about sports figures. It's not about the idols of this world. We've made idols. We've made idols of all these things. Why do you think God is exposing what's happening at Disney? Why is he exposing the corruption in D.C.? Why is he exposed? Oh, there's an expose even in the church because judgment starts in the house of the Lord. He's expo- there's all these preachers and people that have been doing corrupt things, and that's also being uh, exposed right now. Hallelujah. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Our, our foundation is on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. That's the firm foundation. It's not about a preacher. I always say, look, test the spirits, even with this ministry. Test the spirits. Ask the Holy Spirit. Make sure it confirms in your spirit. Make sure it bears witness in in accordance to the word of God. We have nothing to hide. Why? Because we have a heart for the Lord. And and we have to answer the Lord. I have to stand before the throne of glory one day. And I'm going to have to stand and give an account for the things that we've done here at this ministry and that I've done in my personal life. And so we we are all on the same page about this. This It's not about trying to figure something out in this world. Look, if I get the accolades in this world, if I get the riches in this world, that's my reward. I don't want that to be my reward. I want my reward to be in heaven, my friends. I want to live always looking, always living in view of eternity. It's about souls. And the Lord said to me not that long ago, you know, and this is something I want to share with you, is that if you make your life about souls, if you make it about the Great Commission, you will never worry about finances. You'll never be lacking because that's God's heart. God's heart is souls. If you if you're a cheerful giver and you're and, and you know you give as, as quick as it comes in, you give it out, just like what we're doing here at this ministry, we're not gonna lack, we're not gonna worry. God is always taking care of every single need according to his riches and glory, and he'll do the same for you. We have to understand the God that we serve. This is reality. 
This is reality. It's not that there's 56 genders or there's all these different, you know, false realities and, 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 and just counterfeit stuff that the, the fake news and the prophets of Baal and the devil's putting out in this hour to try to confuse the saints of God. No, the word of God remains the same. There's two genders, male and female. Okay, God made marriage between a man and a wife. They're all the same things that have been going on for forever. I mean, literally, you know, the word was there in the beginning, right? I mean, literally, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. It's, it's already been established. These kingdom principles have already been, been established. And so what the, what the world is trying to do, what the enemy is trying to do in this hour is what he's always done since the Garden of Eden. He's trying to counterfeit. He's trying to lie. Did they really say that? Is the Bible really true? You know, is God real? All these things he wants to put doubt and fear. But if we stand, if we say, resist the devil, devil, you're a liar. I resist you. What does he got to do? He's got to flee. He's got to flee. Jesus showed how to win this whole thing. He said, you got to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He said, he said, well, you got to know the word. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. He says, you got to die to your flesh daily. He says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. All these principles of God put on the full armor of God. These are, these are absolutes. This is reality. This is reality. And so when we look at the challenges that we're facing and the weight and the heaviness and all the different things, and we can be completely overwhelmed, but when we understand and we take it back because the Bible says, come as a child, it's pretty simple. The, the battle has been fought and it's been won. When I talk about being on the winning team, I'm not just lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. We are on the winning team. We're on team. Jesus is the winning team. The battle was fought at the cross of Calvary and it was won and victory is ours. And that's our inheritance as a child of the most high God, as a citizen of heaven. We're in the world, but we're not of it. As a citizen of heaven, our, our entire uh, inheritance is, is of God, the creator. The inheritance that he gives us is not just some victory or partial victory. It's total, total victory. That's why I say total and complete victory. We can walk in that no matter what the situation you say, but Pastor Todd, you know, don't you know they're going to do another pandemic? Pastor Todd, you know, this war is coming. They're going to they're going to cut the power in America. Pastor Todd, the financial system is crumbling. I, I know there's all these possibilities and we can sit here and just live in, in fear of all those things. But we've got to remember who we are. I'm not against prepping. I'm not against having a couple months supply of food. I have a solar generator. Listen, I get it. Okay. I get it. But what I want to tell you today to put your, your mind at ease is to understand the reality of the situation. When Christ died on the cross, see, on that Friday, we're going to, again, we're going to call Friday. It might not be Friday. I know some of you send me notes about this. It's not really Friday. I get a lot of letters. Okay. We're going to call it good Friday because, you know, that's how we celebrate. Right. So let's just say on that Friday, the demons thought that they had won. The devil thought that he had won. Could you imagine how it must have felt as one of those disciples that had been part of the ministry of Jesus? They were with him, literally. You know, I know some of you have gotten an opportunity. We've hung out. We've ministered together. Some of you that watch this and, and, and you know, think about that. We have fellowship. We, we, we text each other. We call each other. We pray for each other. We've done ministry together. That's fellowship. Think about that. You know me. I know you. 
Even if we don't know each other personally, you know, we've come to this understanding in this community that we get to understand each other. We, we, we know each other. Look, I think Pastor Todd has a real heart for the Lord. Well, thank you. I do. Okay. And I think you have a real heart for the Lord because you wouldn't be spending your time watching this broadcast week after week and, and doing the things that you do if you didn't have a true, have a true faith. I believe you got a faith. Now, the enemy will make us feel like we're not worthy or we're not good enough or all those things. But I believe that you do have a true faith. I believe that there's a reason why you watch this. I believe that your desire is to be good. I'm not saying you're without sin. I'm not without sin. Okay. But what, what I believe is that you have a desire for that. And just think about that. These people knew Jesus. They literally saw him in the flesh. He was doing miracles. They were there when he was doing the miracles. They were there when he was healing the blind man. They were there when he was, you know, uh, you know, healing the leper. They were there when he was setting people free, raising Lazarus from the dead. You know, they witnessed so many different things. Okay. Think about this. And then all of a sudden the Friday came and there he is on the cross. And they, it must've been like the most, I mean, even though they had been told what would happen to see it happening. See, this is in our, in our human condition, even though we've been told Listen, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Even though you've been told, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. It's when that Friday moment comes. Are you here? That Friday moment comes and you see the, 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 the evil of sin playing out in the world tangibly. You see the wickedness. You see the corruption. God has unmasked it and you see it. That Friday moment in that period between Friday and then Saturday. Think about that. And, and how the devil must have played on their hearts and, and, and lied to them and tried to bring confusion and doubt and fear and cause them to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Are you, are you listening? See, that's what fear is meant to do. That's what the devil tries to do. He wants to hone in on that moment before the miracle, before the breakthrough. Because he knows that you've already got the victory at the cross. He knows who you are in Jesus Christ. But if he can hone in on that moment of fear, on that moment of uncertainty, on that moment of doubt, on that Friday moment, if he can hone in on that time period and cause you in that time period to sin and cause you in that time period to walk away from your faith and cause you in that time period to give up and cause you in that time period to say, you know, God, I curse you because you haven't come through yet. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to live in that moment of fear, to live in that, in, that, in that moment in time before the breakthrough, before the tangible rising of Christ, that Friday to Saturday period. Some of you are in that Friday to Saturday period right now in your situation. You have a calling on your life. You know God has given you great vision. You know God said that you're meant to do powerful things in this earth. You know that you're meant to be a history maker. Let's just be real. God didn't make a mistake in bringing you alive in this time, but you've been discouraged because it's been a Friday and Saturday moment in your ministry, in your life, when you're waiting on your spouse, when you're waiting on the breakthrough, when you're waiting on the provision. And so the devil has crept in in this time and he's used it to his advantage to, to try to lie to you about who you are and what you're capable of doing. But I'm here to tell you something, my friends, Friday and Saturday don't last. You know what happens? Sunday comes. Hallelujah. And so the biggest breakthrough in the history of the world, the biggest breakthrough in our life that we'll ever have to understand or comprehend is what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Because yes, it was Friday. And yes, it was Saturday. And it looked grim. And it looked like there was no way out. And it looked like there was no hope. And it looked like the devil had a victory. And we were like, where is God? Why is he not moving? That's what the disciples had to deal with. 
See, you're you're not alone in what you. Why has my business been struggling for so long? Why is my marriage such a struggle? It seems like everybody else has it so easy. But for me, it's a challenge. Why is my job? Oh, I'm so persecuted at my job and I can't seem to get that promotion. I barely can make it financially. This is your Friday and Saturday, my friends. See, your Friday and Saturday is meant to keep you down. Your Friday and Saturday is meant to make you feel like you're not who you really are. It's meant to lie about your identity. It's meant to tell you that God's forgotten about you. It's meant to tell you that you don't serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's meant to try to get you to flip to the other side. What's on the other side? The other side is death. That's who the enemy is. He's, a, he's, a, he's an enemy of death. But God had to conquer death because death covers the gamut. Death is sin. The wages of sin are what? Death. So Christ had to conquer the ultimate. See, there's nothing greater for him to conquer than death. When Christ, he looked at, the, at all the sins and all the challenges of a human being in the human condition and that we were brought into this world of sin and, and death and, and our destruction and all the things that the devil tries to do in, 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 in making us sick and depressed and oppressed and you know, let down and discouraged and fearful and all the different things, jealousy and envy, all the anti-fruits. And God looked at it and he knew exactly what he had to do. He said, I have to defeat death and the grave. And that's what's going to connect a holy God back to a sinful man. And he did that on the cross. He is the eternal sacrificial lamb. Now, I want you to understand something. Sunday came. Sunday came. And when Sunday came, it was, it was a redemption. It was a restoration. It was the fulfilling of the prophecies. It was everything that needed to happen to bring forth the restoration. You ever seen that painting, you know, where the hands come down and it's like, you know, that is the most significant thing. God connected through the cross of Calvary and the eternal sacrificial lamb that Jesus Christ is in dying on the cross for us, our sins. He connected us back to a holy God. We live in the new covenant. We live in the New Testament era. It's, it's, it's an Acts chapter two moment. We're able to do. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the message because this is so important that we understand what we're able to do. Okay. What we're able to do. Okay. Is, is that the same power. Okay. That raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. The same great power that raised Christ from the dead now works in us who believe. I've, I've always said that the biggest threat to the enemy is an empowered church, the church of Philadelphia. If we can understand what we're capable of doing and pulling down the strongholds, you want to know how we take back America? You want to know how we take back? You know, look, I know there's all these impending doom and gloom things that are going to happen, but you know what? God is willing to move just like on Friday and Saturday when it looked grim and it looked like there was no hope and it looked like there was no answer and it looked like there was no way out. That's why I have faith. That's why I'm not out there telling everybody to get in your bunker right now. That's why I'm not out there telling everybody there's going to be an imminent financial collapse. And look, I'm all about being prepared. But ultimately, if we're not spiritually prepared, we miss the whole thing. If we're not moving in the, the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, what did God say? God said one more round. What does that look like? I don't exactly know, but I know that he's going to empower the church. I know he's going to give us the anointing because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And I know that we're going to have victory in Jesus because the church is the body of Christ. And he comes back for a body. He comes back for a, a church without spot nor wrinkle. We are the bride of Christ. And yes, he's consecrating us. And yes, he's calling us out to be set apart. 
But this is a time where we understand it's a Sunday moment. It's not a Friday moment. It's not a Saturday moment. It's a Sunday moment. What does that mean? It means we operate and we walk in the authority of a risen Savior. And we understand that that same power, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is anointing us for this hour. We are not lacking. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to lose. It's a Sunday moment for the church. He is risen. We're taking back the territory for the kingdom of God. Every Every single need that you have in your life will be taken care of according to his riches and glory. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. I don't care how woke somebody is. I don't care how demonized somebody is. Every knee and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And that's the anointing and authority that we walk in as Christians and saints of God. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a Sunday moment. Christ is risen. We have the victory. The death that was meant for our life has been defeated in Christ. We shall not lack. We have the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I'm not afraid. That's why I don't have fear because fear is a liar. What place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. Where do we get perfect love from the father? John 3:16. read it. That's perfect love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have life everlasting. That's who we are. Hallelujah. Don't fear, my friends. Your situation is not over. There's a comma, but your story is not done. God is going to move in your life. He's going to bring you that spouse. He's going he's to bless your business. He's going to give you what you need to do what you got to do for the ministry. He's giving you the vision. He's going to give you the provision. God is not done in your situation. He's not done in your life. God is going to anoint you to go and make disciples of the nation. Why? Because that's the great commission, because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. If you take this advice and you take it right to the bank, because I'm telling you, I'm not just talking about the physical bank. I'm talking about the spiritual bank because we have an account in righteousness. Hallelujah. We have an account in righteousness. And so here's the deal. If you make your life, your ministry, your business, your marriage, whatever it is about souls, if you make it about souls and you make that the focus of your life, you, you're a three-strand cord in your marriage. You say, well, my spouse doesn't want to do that. Well, then pray for them, intercede for them, go into the war room, go into the secret place and start literally just warring for them. In the name of Jesus, I pray for their soul. In the name of Jesus, let them have an encounter. In the name, of, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing more powerful than the prayers of the righteous. God responds to the prayers of the righteous. Hallelujah. Get some prayer partners to agree with you. You know, there's power and agreement where two or more are gathered. Start praying and going into the war room over your situation. And I'm going to tell you right now, God is going to break through. There is going to be a spiritual breakthrough in your situation. How do I know? Because it is Sunday and death has been defeated over our life. In the name of Jesus, we serve a risen Savior who responds to our prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's not time to give up. No, no, no. There's no time to get up. That's the only time you lose is when you give up. Don't give up. We are victorious. We're not victims. We're victors. It is Sunday. He is risen. Hallelujah. We serve a risen Savior. It's that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that is in us, that is giving us the power to break down the strongholds, to tear down the strongholds. Hallelujah. In this hour, we have been raised up for a time as this to be the ecclesia, to be the body of Christ. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just feel the anointing right now. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. If you could just close your eyes right now. We're just going to take these next couple of seconds here, next couple of minutes. Jesus, I thank you for this amazing remnant community. I thank you, Lord God, that you are not done with this group. You're not done with our country. Lord God, it is Sunday. You are risen. Death has been defeated. Satan has been defeated. He is under our feet. You've given us the authority to trample on scorpions and devils. Whatever the situation is, no matter how difficult it may seem, there is no situation that was more difficult on that Friday and that Saturday other than you defeating death in the grave. So that you, you did it all. You paid it all. You did it all. It is finished, Lord God. And so I pray that as each and every person that's watching right now from around the world would embrace the cross today, would understand what's been done on the cross of Calvary, would understand the power and the anointing that they're able to walk in that same spirit that raised you from the dead that there be breakthrough in their situation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed right now. I just want to, just this is a very important time right now. It's a holy moment. Wherever you are in your room, I just pray that you would not move right now. Everybody would just stand still for a minute. Just this is a holy moment. Today, we're going to ask around the world, those that are watching, you say, Pastor Todd, I'm not sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure that I'm on my way to heaven. You say, Pastor Todd, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm saved. I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. I want to become a Bible-believing, confessing Christian. If that's you, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if you're alone, just lift up your hand right now. It doesn't matter. God sees. Lift up your hand. Say, Pastor Todd, that's me. I want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I just want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. I want to, I want to be set up for success, not only in this world, but in the, in the afterlife as well. If that's you, just keep your hand up. We're going to pray right now. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I want to invite you into my heart this day as my Lord, my Savior. Jesus, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I will serve you all the days of my life. This day, I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer, there are thousands of angels right now rejoicing. You have stepped out of a life of death and stepped into a life of of everlasting life, ruling and reigning with Jesus, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Listen, that's only the beginning, though. If this is the first time you've done this, I want to hear from you. Please email me, todd.coconato, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. And I would love to to, to, pray with you, to hear about your story. Um, Just let me know. Just let me know. Pastor Todd, today I gave my heart to the Lord. Last week, we had uh, over 20 people that gave their hearts to the Lord. I believe this week is going to be even more. But I am so excited for what God is doing in your life. And thank you to every remnant warrior and every person that's part of this group and that's tuned in today on this amazing resurrection day. What a glorious day it is. I believe by this time next year, we're going to have a place where we can physically meet together. But you know what? God is doing a new thing. I don't even, we're not lacking one bit. What he's doing in this online amazing community and at the ministry is like something that we have never seen. It's, it's truly, he's doing a new thing. And, and you know what? God is, is, is always up to something new and something fresh. That's what revival is. It's new life. And so we can, what a blessing that we can fellowship together in this time from all around the nation and all around the world. It's truly a remarkable thing. I just love you. I appreciate you. I want to pray for your week, Lord, in Jesus' name. As the saints of God go out for this week, I pray they'd be empowered. They'd be strengthened in their faith. They'd be encouraged. This is a new day. It's a new season. Lord God, give them a favor, blessing, encouragement. 
and let them have a powerful week in Jesus' name. It's going to be a good week. I'm telling you right now. It's going to be a good week. And whatever has been going on, if you've been going through warfare, because I know a lot of people have been dealing with a lot of warfare, just remember, it's Sunday. He's risen. He's defeated. Whatever the situation is, it's under your feet. Satan is under your feet. Walk in complete victory, my friends. Appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you.